Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 3rd. In today's news, several subpoenas are headed the White House's way. Mar-a-Lago is causing a fresh round of national security concerns. And Chicago elects an openly gay black woman as its mayor. But first, the big idea. President Trump has left his advisors and Republican lawmakers reeling from policy whiplash. In recent days, he cycled through new ideas on health care and immigration that underscore his continuing struggle to pursue a coherent domestic agenda in a divided Washington. Trump shocked Republicans last week with his new pledge to quickly replace the Affordable Care Act, only to backtrack yesterday after being told by Republicans on the Hill that it's just not going to happen. Now he says he'll wait to take action until after the 2020 election. Trump has also sent aides and a large part of the federal bureaucracy scrambling to respond to his threat to close the entire U.S.-Mexico border at the end of this week unless all illegal immigration is halted by Mexico. Alarmed lawmakers and business leaders warned that any such move would be catastrophic for the American economy. Administration officials are now signaling that they're looking for more limited options to address a surge in migration at the border. Even efforts on which the White House has worked closely with congressional GOP leaders have seen setbacks, such as the massive disaster funding bill that stalled Monday night amid partisan sniping over aid to Puerto Rico. Trump has inflamed this fight by repeatedly denigrating the island's leadership and implying that Puerto Rico, a U.S. territory since 1898, is separate from the United States. These battles illustrate the difficulties that Trump has had in adjusting to Democratic control of the House after two years of unified domination in D.C., But many Republicans say they've adapted to the pandemonium, learning when to ignore what they see as idle threats by the president and when to try to privately sway him by warning of the consequences of his policy declarations, many of which come in late night or early morning tweet storms. One genesis of Trump's public retreat on Obamacare was private nudging from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. In at least two phone calls in recent days, sources say that McConnell told Trump to listen to the people around him, his own advisors, his friends in Congress, and his own political strategists, all of whom were urging Trump to drop the health care issue. Looking forward, Trump plans to visit the Mexico border in California on Friday. Aides are worried that he'll announce he's closing the southern border during that visit, so they're trying to get out front of it. Trump's top economic advisors, including National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow and Kevin Hassett, the head of the Council of Economic Advisors, are warning him about what would happen to the stock market if the border is sealed. Trump doesn't read memos, so they're also looking to prepare visual aids to try showing him how devastating this would be for the country. Republicans on the Hill hope it works. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this hump day. Number one. The House Oversight and Government Reform Committee voted to subpoena former White House official Carl Klein, who has been accused of overturning security clearance denials from career professionals despite serious red flags about foreign influence and susceptibility to blackmail. The move represents one of the committee's first compulsory measures aimed at the administration and follows whistleblower Trisha Newbold's allegation that Trump's White House has behaved recklessly with national security. Newbold, who still works at the White House, is a two-decade veteran of the security clearance process. 
She told the panel in late March that Klein, then her direct manager, overruled multiple clearance denials, two dozen in total, and then retaliated against her when she objected. Tuesday's subpoena will not be the committee's last on this matter. The Oversight Committee also subpoenaed testimony and documents yesterday related to the Trump administration's move to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census. One Republican, Justin Amash from Michigan, even voted with the Democrats. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, who ordered that the question get added, has given conflicting explanations about why he did it and who he talked with before he did. He struggled at a hearing two weeks ago to explain why his previous sworn testimony conflicts with government records and emails. Democrats accuse him of lying under oath. The House Judiciary Committee, meanwhile, is expected to vote along party lines later today to authorize Chairman Jerry Nadler to subpoena Attorney General Bill Barr for Bob Mueller's full report. Though, the panel's Democrats remain split over how aggressively to seek the report. Nadler's not expected to turn around and issue the subpoena to Barr straight away, giving the AG at least a few days to hustle the report to Capitol Hill before resorting to legal measures and a potential court battle in an effort to force his hand. But many Democrats don't share Nadler's patience. They want the chairman to serve Barr with a summons today. Number two, a Chinese woman carrying two passports and a thumb drive containing malware gained access to the reception area of Mar-a-Lago before being arrested by the Secret Service. The incident renews concerns about how secure the president and his advisors are during their frequent stays at his club which stays open for its members and their guests when the president is there. Eugene Zhang allegedly approached a Mar-a-Lago checkpoint on Saturday and claimed she was trying to go to the resort's swimming pool. The criminal complaint says Zhang was asked whether her father was a member of Mar-a-Lago. They believed that she was the relative of a member with the same last name and allowed her access onto the property. Zhang repeatedly changed her story about why she was there once she was confronted by a receptionist and later a Secret Service agent. After being asked several times, Zhang finally responded that she was there for a Chinese-American Association event later in the evening, but the receptionist knew no such event was on the schedule. Zhang allegedly became verbally aggressive once Secret Service agents took her to another location to question her. During a second interview, she claimed her Chinese friend Charles told her to travel from Shanghai to Palm Beach to attend the event and attempt to speak with a member of the president's family about Chinese economic issues. Agents say they've been unable to obtain additional information about this Charles character, who they suspect is her handler. A search of the woman's belongings uncovered four cell phones, a laptop, a hard drive, and a thumb drive containing malicious malware. She's been charged with making false statements to a federal law enforcement officer and entering a restricted area. Number three. Lori Lightfoot won the runoff to become the first black female mayor of Chicago last night. She'll also be the Windy City's first openly gay mayor. Her commanding victory capped a grueling campaign that saw Lightfoot defeat more than a dozen challengers en route to winning her first elected office. She defeated Tony Preckwinkle, president of the Cook County Board of Commissioners, in a contest fraught with historic meaning. It featured two black women vying to succeed outgoing Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Lightfoot campaigned on promises of change as she sought to defeat a career politician. Also last night, a Democrat won a special election to flip a Pennsylvania state Senate seat in a district that Trump carried handily in 2016. The victory of Pam Iovino, a Navy veteran who previously worked for the VA, underscores the challenges facing Trump next year in the Keystone State. 
And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 3rd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.